This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Basically, welcome to the bonus material. If you are listening to this, I'm so grateful to you because if you're listening to this, then you are one of my community members who pays for this bonus material. And the feedback that I'm getting is that the Zooms are great and they want to keep those going. But also, where is Cahal? So Cahal is back. Hiya. Hiya. (laughs) Tell us how it's been going. Um, I mean, much of a muchness. It's all been the same. I think I've left the house maybe three or four times since I last saw you. Yeah, it's pretty sunny today, though. So at least you got it. You do look a bit translucent. Yeah, I am. Like uh, Misha was saying, he was like, oh, your skin looks really good. Like, it looks bad. It looks like a 16 year old teenager. But for me, it looks good. It doesn't and look bad. It looks really it's good. It's not sun damaged. Like that, I oh, just, that's why, because you haven't been in the sun. And our apartment doesn't have windows. <laughs> <laughs> when are you leaving that? You need to get out of that fucking apartment. We're leaving in two weeks. Yeah. Have you got the other place? Did they email Got back? the other place, put the deposit down on it. And we just have to go in and sign the lease. Is that a one bed or a two bed? It is a two bed, but we've asked them to take one of the beds out of one of the rooms to have an office. Okay, but what about when you need to sleep? I mean, there's another bedroom. I know, but I cannot tell you the value of having two beds because sometimes I'm like, Noel, get out of the bed, you're snoring. I've spent the last four weeks sleeping on a two-seat leather sofa. What's going on with you and himself? Well, it started... Yeah, we had a fight. (laughs) (laughs) It started because I have sciatica. um, You might have sciatica (laughs) because you're sleeping on a mini couch. No, it's not. And the only way that I can't get my spine to stop, like throbbing and it's not like a pain pain it's more like just an annoying thing kind of like a niggly tooth or something but in your back and um, is to have my feet elevated yeah and I just can't do that on the bed because I end up kicking the stuff off and then like right so you're now lying with the legs on the arm of the chair kind of like how I used to in Inish Palin Parade oh yeah it all comes 360. Yeah, we've come full <laughs> circle to when you were like in college and sleeping on the sofa. Why did you used to sleep on the sofa? Colin I, and I lived together in different places, but one of the places that we lived for a long time was in Fibsborough. And we had these, you, you know the couches, right? So picture a two-seater couch, fake leather, black, often seen in the waiting room of maybe an optician mm-hmm. or a low-paid solicitor. And... So first of all, they were also really low onto the ground. And then because I'm so tall, I decided I'd put legs on them. So they were higher. And Cahill had his own room with his own bed. But very often his bed was covered in books and clothes and he would just sleep on the sofa. And But it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, at that time, I think it was like a twofold thing in that like my mind was so chaotic. Plus I'm lazy. Sorry, threefold. Um, So my bed would always be covered in clothes that I... Because remember me trying to pick an outfit to go out? Yes. That Has was, that changed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now it's just. I don't. Well, I guess no, you haven't been out really. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, but also, I live with Misha. So. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. He likes to fold things. Um, but yeah, I have always found it very, very, very hard to fall asleep. Or, like, unless I'm watching a really boring horror or country western, I just can't sleep. So I always find myself at like three or four in the morning, like like yesterday at three in the morning, I think I was looking up like, oh, what causes photic sneezing? What's photic sneezing? It's like uh, when you, people, when they like walk from a dark place out into the sunlight and they, it encourages them to sneeze. They don't 100% know why. They think that maybe there's a nerve connected from your optic nerve down to your septum. Right. Um, How many, well, like what percentage you, of the it, population it, have this? Uh, uh, 20 to 35%. Mm-hmm. Do you do it? 
I don't. Misha does it. I thought he was a lunatic because... So people who are listening to this, I'm going to need you to like tweet me or Instagram me and let me know if you have photic sneezing. You know when, um, <laughs> so when you feel like a sneeze is coming on, but then it doesn't. Yeah. And you're like, oh. That's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happens to Misha, he goes up to the lamp and he's like, he shakes his head as if he's trying to give himself an epileptic fit and then he sneezes. I have seen people who are like, I have a sneeze and people are like, look at the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Not directly that, at it. That's it. But is and that meant to bring on the sneeze or quell the sneeze sensation? To bring on the sneeze. Okay. And apparently it's handy for them, but it's very dangerous if you ever like need to get an eye injection. Oh, wow. Because you open your eyes and, and a lot of people don't know they have it. And when they open their eyes, they're looking up towards the ceiling in the doctor's office and there's a light there and they sneeze and, well, you can imagine what happens with the injection in their eye. Oh, <laughs> I watched my nana get so many injections in her eye. She never sneezed though. Mm. So that's what you're doing at three o'clock in the morning. Actually, speaking of sneezing, I sneezed on an army man. So I went, I had to go, Ew. I had to travel for work. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have seen it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that was gas. And then, but I had to get a COVID test and when I was isolating and come back and all. And... I, they were doing the COVID test and this man, I was just kind of nervous because of the whole situation. I don't know, I felt like I'd done something wrong even though I was travelling for essential reasons and the man from the army was there and I was like, so is this what you got into the army for? And he was like, yeah, love it. And I was like, well, anyway, thank you for your service. And he was like, grand, <laughs> just put your face forward there and I'll go into your nose first and then your throat. And I was like, ew, but okay. And then, uh, I sneezed all over him because that those they go right back into your brain like to do the swab at the back of your... I've never had one. Oh, they're awful. And they count to five and it's it's sort of like microwave seconds, you know, when you're really hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's more than five seconds. You're tricking me. Yeah, so it's painful. And then I sneezed all over him and then I was like, I'm really sorry. And he was like, have you had one of these before? And I said, yeah. But I said, but that's the best one I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was really awkward because obviously wasn't but also that's not something you say to an army man anyway it was negative obviously because otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here with you was he handsome was he handsome I can't I see I just love camouflage uniforms yeah do you remember when I was going out with that man at the army very briefly yeah yeah he thought that Misha was a oh yeah he thought that Misha was a, I was a Russian spy yeah I really he could, could be. be a Russian spy you'd never know I still don't really know what he does at work so um, but I'll tell you about travelling, will I? Because it was mad. Mm-hmm. So the airport was totally empty and there was, it was like Hansel and Gretel going to the gingerbread house with the um, hand sanitizer. There's just like hand sanitizing <laughs> stations every couple of metres and I used them all and then my hands were red raw. So got into, so I was sitting in a row. There was two people in every row of like three seats. So the middle row was empty. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there was me and then an empty seat and then a woman at the window. Okay. And then they came up to me and they said, there's an empty row down the I'm back. sorry, I'm just going to interject. <laughs> when you said woman at the window, I thought of that awful horror film that's out where the woman has um, agoraphobia and she's just staring out the window for the whole movie. Was that not what Daniel Radcliffe was in? It's based on a lot of movies. Anyway, plain. Sorry. Plain. No, that's fine. So there was an empty row at the back and a woman from Erlingus came up to me and was like, there's an empty seat at the back if you want to sit there. And I don't know if, I don't know if that, I took it personally, but I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. Anyway, I moved. But I'm always afraid when I move seats on a plane. Yeah. That I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be in the wrong place on the manifesto if this crashes. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. never going to identify me. They didn't crash anyway. We landed in Heathrow. That was grand. But to go to England, you don't have to have anything. I did a PCR test anyway because the mm-hmm. people I was going over to work with 
wanted it. Wanted it mm-hmm. and that was absolutely fine. So I had a PCR test negative going over. And then I did antigen tests every day because of the P- the company that I was working for, whatever. And uh, yeah, it was mad. There was, I was not ready for how open it is over there. Now I know here the shops are kind of opening again, but when I was there, everything was locked down here. But every, like pennies, Primark or whatever you want to call it. It just everything is just bedlam and people are yeah just so past it yeah people are wearing masks but they are not social distancing they've been like from what I know they've been past for ages because I was listening to a another podcast and it was um an actor who had he went from New York to London only two months ago and he like he said he was like shocked like yeah. he locked himself up in his hotel room for about three weeks because he wasn't he didn't realize how open they were in London compared to yeah. some other places. Yeah, I was mad and like people just get like right up close to you <laughs> and it's kind of scary. You're like, please, can you back off? And then the people that I was working with, they're all vaccinated. But we had to do like we had to do a Zoom call together with another person. And we were trying to like keep two meters apart, but also sit on the same screen. So we had to put the MacBook like way, way far away from us. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't. I think maybe you could do that like optical illusion thing where one of you. It's very far behind. Just like, yeah. And you just look like a tiny person. Well, she's tiny. Yeah. So we just put <laughs> her right her up front. to the camera. <laughs> and I just go like two metres behind her and that's fine. But that was grand. And then uh had to have a PCR test in the UK to travel home. That was negative. Travelled home. Did my five days of quarantine. Another test. Out. And there I'm grand. But I, they might change that now because this Indian variant. What do you know about the Indian variant? Um, I know that we are not calling it the Indian variant. We're calling it the so-called Indian variant, or the variant um, with known Indian origins. Um, Why is that? Because uh, of racism. Well, yeah, and the. But why? What's that? Why is that different to like the British variant? Because we don't really care about the British, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> okay. For the same reason, we're not calling coronavirus the Chinese variant. Okay. Um, but there's the Brazil variant, the South African. This variant. is also news to me. It's just something that I've had to start doing at work since yesterday. Because um, for those of you who don't know, Cahill works for a newspaper sub-editing, so he's the guy who decides how things are phrased and where the commas go. Yeah, and I understand. Like, if I was an Indian person living in Ireland and everyone was calling it the Indian variant, like I know, like if you think about what happened in the states with the rise in hate crimes against Asians ever since COVID, Sinophobia, it's called. Oh, is it? Yeah, S I N O, because Sino means China, like. Oh. Anglo is... I I, thought it would be like sinuses. No, like (laughs) Anglo is English. Yeah. Sino is Chinese. That's why their vaccine is called Sinovac. Ah. Yeah, see? Education with Stephanie. Anyway, yeah. So Sinophobia is racism against Chinese people rather than just broadly Asians. Yeah. So we're not calling it the Indian variant. No, and I wish I had the mind where I could like just say, oh, B172 dot whatever it's called. Yeah. They need to make those sexier. It's like when they call planets those names. It's like, just give it a name, like a Pluto. <laughs> just then we learn it. But why But why aren't they doing that for them, like South African variant and stuff? Well, I guess it's just, well, I don't think many people thought about it. And it was just an easy way to refer to the variants. But I think now I know, like, let's say, like, I don't know if I can say this, but a newspaper in a country had a complaint letter from the department or of. the ambassador okay. of a country. Vague. Right. <laughs> Be vague. So, so uh, based on that ambassador's, you know, letter, things mm-hmm. are being changed. But well, I think that's it, probably it. It just made like the head editor go, oh yeah, 
let's consider this. That's good. At least it's being now intentional and considered. Yeah. What do you make of this HSE hack? Um, it's terrorism. It's terrorism. It is terrorism. But like, it is terrorism of the like 1990s. What was that awful hacking movie? I feel like Sandra Bullock or someone was in it. Um, like, why didn't they see it coming? I don't see these things coming. Oh, now stop. My password is Stephanie for most things. Yeah, but you're not using... <laughs> don't wi- use my password, lads. Windows. Like, what was it? Windows 7? Windows 8? Oh, is that what they're using? It's not even supported by Microsoft anymore. Oh, wow. Um, And I think that... That's the real scandal. Because we know... um, Like, we know hackers exist. We know that there's hundreds and hundreds of international hacking organizations from North Korea to Russia to Eastern Europe. But what is the benefit for them Europe. if we don't... Is Misha across it? What do you mean? Yeah, maybe he's in charge. <laughs> maybe he's in charge. But why? He's definitely not. He, he can't work Microsoft Word sometimes. Why are, why, first of all, are they doing it if they're not going to get paid? Obviously, we can't pay but them. But they do. And like, it's so, why? it's so common that it featured in an entire two arc episode of The Good Wife many, many years ago. Um, it, like, it's not just governments. They'll do it to small doctor's practices that's absolutely they'll fine, do it but a whole government to like legal our, offices but our country is sh- on its knees like you can't mm-hmm. be doing it to a whole health system and that's why I think the Russians were like look you went too far give them back the key yeah but also I don't I like you can't really question the morals of criminals and why they do but things you can question the motivation like they're not oh money but they're not going to be paid by the government yeah but I guess they thought they would be Fools, but yeah. you can't pay them. They might, they might be paid by some private hospitals. Like, who knows how many? Like, I know they got. Like, you know, there's a bunch of injunctions being taken against them. But yeah. like, I don't think criminals care about injunctions. No, <laughs> we don't need to know their names. And I guess it stops people publishing the information online. Um, it's quite scary though for people, and the implications are huge. It is. I do worry for how long it's going to have a knock-on effect. Because it also means that because the health, because the hospitals now are on their knees, we have to be even more careful about COVID because if the numbers in hospitals rise, we're back to paper and pen. like. Yeah. And what's going to happen is after it dies down in maybe a few months or something, they're going to say, oh, we're, there's going to be some anger. We're going to have an inquiry. We love an inquiry. Yeah. And then it'll be forgotten about. And then it'll be reported again to say that we spent too much money on the inquiry, on the hacking and that. There's nothing to be done. It's so funny listening to, like I was watching Aaron Dale yesterday and I think Alan was saying, like, it's ridiculous that they're not paying, you know, they won't give people what they need to be paid to to launch this cyber, what is it, like a cyber crime mm-hmm. unit in Ireland. Like, this person needs 200 grand because at the moment we're only offering them 100. It's ridiculous. And then mm-hmm. when someone is given a salary of 200 grand, like Robert mm-hmm. Watt or the head of the Irish Health, whatever. Whoa, that was... Like, yeah, Robert Watt was much more than 200 grand. Yeah, I but think. now it's 200. I think it was like 270. Which is at the he high. said that he's not going to take the pay rise, but maybe when the economy approves, he will, at that time, take it. Yeah, but I think you have to incentivize people with money, no? A civil servant, no matter what you're doing, should not be paid more than the president of all the other countries in Europe. I know, yeah, but the, like, the <laughs> civil servants, in my experience, are doing more than the presidents. Like, well, on the ground. Of course. I mean, but... I just think if you want good people, you have it's to pay also, them. It's also, I think when you look at it, like this is not probably the podcast to get into it, but you have, so you have GDP and you have GDPPP, which is like gross domestic product per person per the cost of the thing that exists in the country. So like how much you're paid or what you earn average per person in the country compared with the cost of things in the country. Okay. 
And how much is it here? Well, for Ireland, we are just mental because we allow all these huge um, Apple and tech companies to like just funnel billions through the country. Um, Does that drive up our GDP? So it makes it look makes like it we- look like we're so rich, and yet, like it doesn't make sense for a country this rich to have a housing crisis. Um, but when you take that into like consideration, still, mm-hmm. Ireland is still paid like there's maybe five other countries in Europe that pay their civil servants more. And what do you make about speaking of the housing crisis? What do you um, <laughs> such an expert? What do you <laughs> would you? I, loads of my friends are moving to the country. Yeah, would yeah. you move to the countryside? So I, yeah. So um, me, like we've both been remote working for the past year, and Misha wanted to buy a house, and I was like, it's too soon. Um, and he was like, we've been dating for two years now. Yeah, and I was like, three years. And he was like, no, two years. And I was like, no, no, three years. This was a whole thing. Then we both forgot our our um, wedding anniversary. Well, no, you've been going out longer than me and no. Yeah, we, we both forgot our um, anniversary. Not that it matters. The like first day we met, mm-hmm. um, which is the, I, I forgot all of them now. It's, it was March, wasn't it? Or February? And it was the <laughs> end of April, start of May, sometime around then. And I remember. It I, was before your birthday. Yeah, because I am. Um, I only realised when I was in the shop the other day and I was staring at um, the selection of cards and there was a bunch of anniversaries and I was just like, shit. I was like, did he remember? That's the thing. Did he remember and not say anything out of politeness? Not to like... Did you bring it up then? Stress me out. Of course I did, yeah. What's this got to do with the housing question? Oh, so you're talking about... Yeah, so we were thinking he wanted to get a house and I was like, no, it's too soon. And he, he, he was like, he's not from Ireland originally. He's from Moldova where you can buy a luxury penthouse four-bedroom apartment for 30,000, 40,000. I know. Which, are you exaggerating? No, no. 30,000 euro mm-hmm. for a four-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Overlooking something that kind of looks like Central Park. Like it's... But it it is the... Um, I don't want to say the... Uh, it has the lowest income in Europe. Okay. But like say if you get 400 euro a month yeah. in Moldova, that is... W- that, that's like someone here on 4,000 euro a month. You know? Okay. Um, and if you th- if you look at countries that would have... Why don't you remote work for your current newspaper in Moldova? Uh, yeah, you see tax, you can't. That's what? A, that's why all the companies have asked everyone to come back to Ireland because they realised that they were probably in contravention of Irish tax and rules because you have to be in the country to pay How many tax. days a year? I don't know, but Find it's that the majority... Um, I did know someone, he's definitely not related to me, but he found that out and then he like, uh, I think minus one from the amount of days that you should be in the country and just would go like plane hopping to other countries remote working. Who? Someone. I don't know that person. (laughs) No, you don't. I do remember when you did the great European tour the summer before COVID. Anyway, we'll get back to that. So would you move to the country? Like, would you move to Mallow? I... There's too much trauma in Mallow. Yeah, there's too much trauma in Mallow. Like, I get a crippling... Like, I am... I don't know if your listeners have seen The Hours, but there's a scene in, like, the first third of the movie where Meryl Streep um, uh, just falls to the ground in her kitchen while she's preparing for a party and is just like, I'm having a presentiment because all the things from her past, like her um, ex-lover's boyfriend comes to visit her. And that is me when I, like... A light from the train in Mallow Station. When I can see the town, I'm like, Jesus Christ, no. Because of all the things. All the things, all the people which are still the same. Yeah. Like, bar a few new 
um, controversial outdoor cafe seating areas in the centre of the town because of COVID. But like, is it, is, so there's nothing, because so, when I go back there, I'm like, oh, I know this. I know these people. They know me. I have friends. I, you know, I'm not, I don't have to like hustle. These yeah. are all just kind, nice people. Oh yeah, sure they're nice, but also they're nosy. And they want to know everything about you See, without guess, asking you. They want to ask other people. Yeah, they just have to look at the TV or read the paper yeah. for me so I kind of... And then I... But also Dublin people are nosy. It's just that they don't but know did you. Did you never feel like an outsider in Mallow? Always. Because I... But like, that's because we were blow-ins. We were, blo- we were... See, we were like... We were blow-ins, but not blow-ins. So I think my grandparents were blow-ins. And then my mother was born in New York. But then she was... They moved back to Mallow when she was like, you know, young. Yeah. And then... Uh, she moved back to New York and she had us and then we moved back to Mallow for like a month and I think they hated it so we moved to Ennis for a year they being the entire town no my parents <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it was it was very mob mentality in Mallow in the 90s um, so we went to Ennis for like a year and they hated that even more because I mean rough I'm sure it's lovely now um, in the 90s it was rough for you. so we moved back to Mallow to be closer to my grandparents which was nice but I always felt a bit just like not kid- I I wasn't from there. I know? don't want to be but triggering, but is it because you were a young gay man in a rural town in Ireland? Not even young gay, because I think up on I never had a problem with, never in the closet, never had a problem with like, oh, I don't know who I am. Like I knew what being gay was. Lucky enough to grow up with Will and Grace and Xena Warrior Princess, like two of the biggest gay shows yeah. ever to be made. And in Mallow, Mallow's actually kind of okay with the gays. They have, it's it's just kind of seen as a bit queer, but like not in a derogatory sense somehow. Mm-hmm. Like even because we like our grandparents love Graham Norton kind of, you know? Yeah. Okay. And they got to see nice gays on TV. Yeah. So that was important. Yeah. But that aside, do you think that mentality is a, like why, what do you think the attraction is then? Do you think it's just the price of housing or do you think it's, that like, like no, would you it, go to <laughs> rural Limerick or Galway or somewhere that you didn't have trauma. And Rural Limerick is really expensive. They are like very. Have you ever driven around like outside Limerick City? No. It is. It's kind of like Kinsale, like a dare and all those places. Yeah, Killaloo. It's, it's notions. Um, the I think the attraction for Mallow would probably be is like if none of see what I'm hoping is and thank God none of my family listens to this. Um, yeah, people from Mallow listen so to I, this. So I have one, two, three, four. I have four siblings. You had to count them on your yeah. hand. I have four siblings. Two of them. You don't have four siblings. One second. I do have four siblings. Duh. Duh. Oh, you do have yeah. four. Sorry. I, we can say their names. Um, uh, Brendan, Alan. Uh, Brendan, Alan, Sean, Maggie, Sean. Man. Uh, Maggie. And man. <laughs> Maggie, I meant. We keep man locked up in the attic. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> yeah, so like one of them, I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to take care of the parents when they're older. Like if they if they even need caring for it, like who knows what the future of caring will look like. Um, we did an episode on nursing homes. They're lovely places. Some of them are. Well, this one sounded lovely. Yeah. I'd go. Um, I'd go just for a break. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded sweet. Um, but there's two that I really can see. Like there's two home birds that I'm like, oh. Are they homebirds or are they just young and they haven't moved out yet? No. One of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but like, if they stay in Mallow, then I don't have to move home. 
you don't have to move home anyway. You just have to earn but enough money that you can outsource I re- that. I really think, well, we know people who love Mallow and who like choose to stay there. You make it sound like I don't. I do like Mallow. But I don't think you But I li- couldn't live there. You wouldn't. But my li- job is up here. Yeah. But I'm wondering about people who are remote working for these big conglomerates and who are now like literally buying houses in Cavan and being like, I am putting my stall here. Yeah, I never thought that the price of property outside Dublin would rise so dramatically outside. Like Dublin has not risen half as much as other counties, except for poor Roscommon and Leitrim. They're still... (laughs) And Roscommon is a lovely... You've got family in Roscommon. Most of my family's in Roscommon, but it's just ghost towns full of empty half-finished housing estates and there's just no amenities whatsoever. Like, you have to go to another county, really. That's probably not true. I'm sure they have a natural, national park or something, but, like, I've never heard of anyone in Roscommon being like, I'm going to the gym or the swimming pool or something. There's definitely gyms in swimming pool in Roscommon. You are so <laughs> insular. Like, he, please excuse him. And if anyone is listening from Roscommon, follow Cahill and give him what you think. Because I spent all my summers growing up as a child in Roscommon. Yeah, you were in Strokestown. Maybe there's no gym in Strokestown, but I'd be surprised if there isn't one within five kilometres. There probably is now. but like There's probably one of those outdoor gyms as well. There's one of them in Mallow. An outdoor gym? Do you know those, like, they're in the parks and they just have these, like... Oh, the things for grannies? They're not for grannies. They're I, for anyone. When I picture them, I picture, like, a cute... And um, this is probably controversial. Asian granny in Tokyo, just on one of them in a park. I always see them in documentaries because they're really popular over there. Yeah, well, they're popular here too, and people use them. Normal people, not just old people. My granny not that uses old them. Old people aren't normal. Your granny uses the big uh, and bad. Do you know the ones down by Little, down the park? Yeah, on yeah, the park road. Sometimes she'll go down and just do the swing one where you like step on it. The elliptical thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Noel and I did them when we were there over Christmas, and Noel fell off because it was icy. <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of, we were trying to just, it was more like an adult playground because there was actual kids in the playground. Anyway, yeah, so the price of houses, I just, I'm a little bit triggered by people moving out of Dublin and being like, should I do that? (laughs) We really deviated from that. Yeah, so I don't think I would move away from Dublin. Is that because you can't drive? But it doesn't have to be Dublin. It's not because I can't drive. I really, really, really enjoy city life. I enjoy um, the anonymity of walking around a Mm -hmm. city. And just being like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk alone with my thoughts. You do that in Mallow. You're a lunatic. You're like, do you see them? He's always like, you know, the, twi- the twins. Yeah. Everyone, they're celebrities in Mallow. They chew gum and they walk around just because they walk around the town and everyone knows them. And that's their thing. You yeah. can't do that in a city. But that's not a value judgment. They just do that. We know them because we see them. Yeah, but it's very odd. Yeah, but that's because you walk around town and you think that everyone's looking at you, first of all, and they're not. And then you also sing sometimes. And then you get lost in your thoughts. Remember one time you just walked to Sandy Mount. We couldn't find you. We didn't know where you were. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy... I like to walk sometimes. (laughs) I like walking around the city as well. I find walking around the countryside and being in nature... I like being around concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently is controversial because it's not good for like mental health and tree hugging, whatever. I like being I like I sometimes go to Blanche and like walk around mm-hmm. the, the shops like, not in the shops to like get my exercise in but what I love about Dublin is um, that you can like I think I, I'm not sure if I said this the last time I was on the podcast like I hopped up I went to visit like was it two or three years ago Maggie's in one of those bloody Cork versions the Billy Barry Pantos down in Cork City and Maggie I was being an, his little sister mm, and I was an hour early so I was like, oh, I'll just walk around the city. It takes 10 minutes. I walked around the city and I was like, oh, what am I, what am I going to do now? I have 50 minutes. And I'm just like stood on yeah. the side of a corner like a hooker with a cup of coffee. Did you get much business? 
No. <laughs> How much would you charge? <laughs> We've already. <laughs> yeah, Colin and I had this discussion once, right? <laughs> Think about this now. How this much would you charge? Context. Okay, you give the context. I was a poor college <laughs> student. Now, what are you? <laughs> a poor working adult. Okay, so the context has shifted slightly. Yeah. So I'm going to tell, can I tell them what your answers were before? <laughs> yeah. And can I, t- can we ask you again? Yeah. I asked Cahill, it was just a conversation, me and Joe, who also lived with us, we were having a conversation about how much Cahill would charge for, how am I meant to say this? Was it for sex or was it just for, for fellatio? No, we we went through the the whole. It, oh, it was because I think we were talking about there must have been something in the news about an escort. Right. Okay. And it was escort services. Yes, and I was saying that I thought escort services were nothing to do with sex, or and you said that they were. Yeah. That sometimes escorts have sex with the people they're escorting. Yeah, they do, but they say that it's just like a coincidence, and then you you what they're being paid for is their time before that. Okay, so that's untrue, but that's how they get away with it. Well, so on the yeah. so if Carl were an escort, he would have a menu of options that you could get from him, and one of them was not just me. Every escort has a menu. I'm okay, of options. but I'm saying in this example, and I think we asked you about sex, oh. and we asked you about no fellatio. It was yeah, but it was um, it was sex and sex with like. A an woman. old grimy man. Oh, an old grimy man. Yeah. I actually think I have a voice note of this recorded. But anyway, because I think we recorded <laughs> this conversation. But how much were you saying? I remember how much you said you would charge to give someone head. It was very low back then. How much would it be now, first of all? But also, it wasn't like... It was 50 euro. <laughs> it, no, like, yes, maybe it was. But you were like, you were like, how much would it... It wasn't like, how much would you charge as if I was going to make my living off this business? At that moment in my life, you're like, how much would it take for you to do this? As yes. in, like a dare. A dare? Yeah. yeah. And you said 50 euro. And I said, okay. If someone came to the door, <laughs> someone came to the door right now and said, I would give you 50 euro <laughs> to do this thing to me. You would say yes. But no. Joe and I were up in the tens of thousands being yeah, like, okay, you, uh, on, on, on consideration. But that is how, it's, bec- I w- it wasn't that I would ever do it. It's that the, that is how much <laughs> monetary value I place upon a sexual act on a random person. Like, I don't care. It's that is too low. It was too low then and it's too low now. How much is it now? If, oh, no, I wouldn't. For any money in the world. That's not true. Everything has a price. If I said to you, if, I, if a man came in here now and said, first of all, is it totally off the table with a woman? Yeah. Okay, grand. Man comes in here now, not... I wouldn't be able to stop laughing, like giggling. Okay, we'd get you through that, right? No. <laughs> it depends on the price, Carl. If he said, I will give you 200,000 euro mm-hmm. cash right now, if you... Come after into the bathroom tax. with after, There's no tax on this <laughs> <laughs> This is a tax for income Okay If you want to invoice for it You can but I wouldn't <laughs> I will give you this much money 200,000 euro Come in here for five minutes with much me Much less Like much But see it, Under that situation Because in your situation It's You're like Oh I'm taking that 200,000 And that's it If I don't even think you do it for that but it, you'd be like... I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. But say like our made-up friend Stevie Toilet. Nicks. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking of the toilet. Um, 
that they they would take the two hundred thousand because it's a one off thing. Yeah. Whereas if I'm going to charge a thousand for someone, I'm going to get repeat customers. You don't want to be developing. <laughs> this is not a career. This is just like a once off. Someone comes in, gives you an offer. But that's how it all starts. One. No one, no one starts out wanting to be a porn actor. Okay, but why would you start <laughs> then low? If someone's offering you 200 grand, you're going to go, no, I'm going to charge you a grand mm-hmm. and you're going to become a repeat customer. Now I have to do this 200 times. Yeah, but you up your price. Call, take the one payment of 200,000 euro and get out of the bathroom and get back to your full-time job. Okay, fine, I will. But you, you know that I won't. Why? Because you, you'll get a taste for it. <laughs> no, not, like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it, but you would. You considered doing it for 50 euro. In a hypothetical situation, that's the amount of value. Like, I, I don't, like, as in, I'm not, like, I'm a prude, but at the same time, I don't get prudish about that type of thing. Yeah. Like, I think sex work is amazing. I love, like, I, I just think it's like, it's the oldest profession in history. Yeah. People are making bank, getting their coin, and it's on their terms. And like some people have to work one day a week. And I mean, if you can work like that and earn the same as an accountant, why not? It's just that you personally wouldn't be able to do it. No, because I'm so like, tee hee hee. You'd get feelings. Yeah, it would take a very particular type. I wouldn't get feelings. No, I'd just be laughing at them. Okay. Well, at the situation. <laughs> Some people like being laughed at. Some people like being totally shamed. Yeah. There's definitely a market there for you. A I think the fact that you don't... Yeah. <laughs> Is there, what's a male dominatrix? A dominatron? That sounds like a transformer. Dominatron. Dominatron. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you, But the fact that you wouldn't catch feelings, I think you have a particular pathological ability to disconnect from reality. Yeah. That means you could actually make a lot of bank. That sounds really bad. I have trained my brain to compartmentalise situations. That's a trauma response. (laughs) (laughs) It works. Yeah, but what happened? Originally? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I saw myself in the mirror at the Lacanian mirror stage when I was two years old. My mother abandoned me. No, none of them. I know your mother. She's lovely. (laughs) None of those things happened. Um, No, just from a very young age, I learned to realise that, like, whatever happens isn't really about you. And just... Like, take yourself out of a situation. Or if anything bad does happen, you just lock it up into a little box, put it in the back of your mind and hope that you never remember that box exists. Yeah, but Colin, <laughs> like, your eyes are twitching and you you have sciatica from the tension from all the boxes that you're putting away. I'm going to change the subject. Okay, well, if you're going to change the subject, then let's just cut this and let people sitting on the edge of their seats for another episode. How about that? Thank Woo! <laughs> thank you all for listening uh, you guys listening are very important to me very special to me and that's why this episode is just for you guys so I hope you enjoyed it and if you did let me know on Instagram talk to you soon this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com 